The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Dom. And Father Corey Stika. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going? Folks, I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network you are certain to enjoy called The Secrets of Doctor Who. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Doctor Who. Uh, Before we get into our main topic, we have some feedback from one of our listeners, and this feedback is on our last episode where we talked about tech for travel, and this comes from Ted, who says, uh, this week's episode was very timely since I'll be traveling to Eastern Europe this week. We're prepared with the electronics, but I was hoping that there'd be a mention of an app that could translate from one language to another. Yeah, Dom, I know it's a feature and setup. Actually, it's not, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the few that's not. (laughs) Yes. One that can read a menu so that I don't get fooled into ordering a part of a domestic farmyard animal. That's disgusting. (laughs) I did download one app, but anything other than Spanish was an upgrade. So I downloaded Google Translate and that may do the trick. Uh, And frankly, that would have been my recommendation, actually. I mean, Mm -hmm. Apple has a Translate app as well that does... Um, translation on device, but uh, you know, either way, uh, yeah. I, I think they both do pretty good. Yeah, we there's a number of us that used Google Translate when we were over in Italy, and it was fantastic for it. You know, you could because you could either do the you know, I mean, we actually had some of them where like literally they're punching it into English and then just hold the translation to the <laughs> to the person they're trying to speak to, or you can do the you bring up the camera within it and yeah. it will do the the auto translate on screen. Yeah, that's pretty pretty neat. Like you hold it up to a sign. Yeah, it is. Or menu. You're yeah. at a restaurant. You don't know what you're ordering. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's amazing the world we live in. I mean, I traveled to, to Europe when I was, you know, pre-smartphone, you know, and mm-hmm. what a difference it makes. It's like having a universal translator where everybody speaks English throughout the galaxy. Right. And, or you know. Instead of trying to do the, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of sign <laughs> language where you're like tapping on your chest saying, I want to pray or I want to eat or, you know. <laughs> speak English slowly and loudly. Aiuto, aiuto, sono americano, dove via crini, which is the one phrase I learned desperately when I was lost in Rome. <laughs> well, the phrase I kept having to do because I was wearing my collar, so I'm identifying as a priest is, only American, only English, only English. <laughs> only English. And then really go, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, uh, Ted, uh, I don't know if you're on your trip or not, but, uh, you know, I hope you're having a good time. Uh, love to hear how it went when you get back. Let us know yes. on our Discord. Uh, jump in there and tell us how your trip went and whether the translation via Google Translate did the trick. And if you're yes. discussing it, farmyard animals, that would be great, too. Yes. Yeah. Vadania, adios. <laughs> so let's get into our main topic. And, uh, you know, we talked about tech for travel and uh, we've got another summer ish topic. Although this I do this year round, which is grilling and smoking technology, mm. not not cigar, tobacco smoking or other kinds of weed. And but- not the Canadian wildfire smoke, which <laughs> is covering Michigan at the moment for the last two days. And uh, uh, we can have it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We've had our fair share. Y'all can have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would not recommend. Would yeah. not recommend, yes. <laughs> no, we're talking about uh, smoking food. So grilling and smoking, barbecue is another way you can refer to it. And so we're going to talk to, you know, it's, when it gets down to it, it's a, it's a very basic technique. Fire and the application of food over fire until it's cooked. I mean, it's it's as basic and as old as you can get. But like anything else, we can tech the heck out of it. And so, uh, the, <laughs> yes. we, so we have uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the collective we. And so uh, we're going to talk about some tech that from the high end to the basic and everything in between. And uh, so let's let's start at the top. Why don't we? Uh, we're going to talk mm. about uh, tech for grilling, for grills and smokers. And I would say probably at the top of the list for at least in brand recognition, recognition for most people is Traeger. Traeger grills, mm-hmm. uh, the, they, they make the original wood pellet grill. I should probably explain for people who don't know what a wood pellet grill is. Like most grills, 
that most people know are either propane or charcoal. But mm-hmm. uh, and then some smokers, you could put you know actual wood logs in. But a pellet grill, t- uh, what happens is they they're these manufactured wood pellets. They're ground up. They grind up wood into these uniform pellets, and there's a a a, a feed a mechanism that mm-hmm. feeds the, the a certain amount of pellets over time to create a constant fire of a certain size. So you have yep. so you can regulate the heat pretty well like they can get it down to several degrees oh yeah yeah it regulates it really well and it you know you can control it if you want more smoke or if you want it more for the just for the heat and just for the, the cooking so you can use it as like a traditional grill or yep. you can use it as a smoker or a combination of the two right right and you can get pellets of all the various kinds of wood apple and pecan because different kinds of wood get in part different kinds of flavors yep. and that sort of thing um so traeger is the original uh, you know, they, they call themselves the original wood pellet grill and pricey. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, fun fact with Traeger, they're from Oregon yep. and they're, they're still made in Oregon. And originally their original factory, when they first started making these, was actually a barn rented from the monks of Mount Angel Abbey. Cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just right at the hill. That barn is now part of their brewery, the uh, Abbey's brewery. So, yeah, but that, of course, that was, you know, when they. So when I was at Mount Angel for a seminary is when Traeger was really getting started and they were just starting to get a name. Okay. And so they were only regional just then in that area. But of course, then they, you know, they grew and expand and they obviously outgrew the barn because I'm, I think they've got a big, big factory there now in Oregon. Making sure. Thousands and thousands of these, these wonderful grills, but. Right. And so there, I mean, the grills can range up to, you know, they're 3,800 bucks, uh, you know, they have ones that are less, you know, and sub mm-hmm. 1000 and for a for a decent smoker, like a wood pellet smoker, anywhere from like you can expect to pay, you know, a, a decent price, seven, eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, I think is, is the range you can expect. Yeah. Uh, like a, and they have they have one at eight hundred bucks, which is pretty good for a Traeger. I mean, I would have to say mm-hmm. they're 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 a well-known brand um, and the tech really comes in with the controls a lot of these these grills Mm -hmm. and traeger has this is you can they have wi-fi or and or bluetooth built in and you can control the temperature and smoke and all those parameters remotely you can sit in your in your living room you know in the nice cool air conditioning if you have it where uh while uh you know while you're smoking some meat out on the grill i mean that's That's nice. It's the uh, the whole results mindset versus the process mindset. I mean, I, I have a, a <laughs> yes. sub three hundred dollar charcoal grill with the side box, you know, that you can mm-hmm. use the you know that for the heat and the smoke and stuff. And I've cooked brisket on that, and it does take ten hours. And even we'll talk about these even with the wireless uh, thermometer. You know, it, it it you do have to babysit it. You do have to add mm-hmm. charcoal. You do have to add wood and stuff. So. Um, but on the other hand, I, I'm a process guy, right? I, I, if I'm mm. going to do something like that, it's because I'm, I like the process. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, if I just wanted to eat some tasty brisket and not have to worry about mm. that, that would be nice too sometimes. Well, and, <laughs> and the big advantage is something like, something like the Traeger is because they have a big hopper and, you know, depending on which unit you get, you get a bigger hopper. You can let it sit for 10 hours in smoke and you, again, might want to go check it once in a while or, you know, make sure you refill that hopper. but it's pretty much, you know, it, you want it set at this temperature, it'll stay at that temperature. Right, right. And that's the big thing, because yeah. if you're doing traditional smoking, that's a big concern is, you know, if you're actually like have an actual fire that you're pulling the smoke off from, you know, with actual wood, you have to adjust, keep adjusting the vents and everything to keep that temperature where you want it. And it is a much more involved process. Yeah, yeah I, I would still be checking it every 20 minutes just because I'm, you know, that's my that brisket in there like that's that's my baby i mean <laughs> i leave that unattended right and you know uh, the pellets are not uh, flawless either i mean i've i've nope. seen guys talking about how um they they feel like a pellet bridge will form in the feed hopper whereas oh, you know wow. they'll they'll kind of jam together and because they're they're just shapes right and sometimes shapes will do a thing and they'll mm-hmm. They'll form a bridge and it'll stop feeding. It'll, bl- it'll create a blockade or a dam in the, the feed and you, you know, your grill will stop, you know, yep. the heat will go. And you get like, so you, it's, Yikes. it's not quite as set it and forget it as maybe even Traeger wants you to think it is. But, uh, you know, so mm. that's the thing you gotta, you gotta, you still gotta, there's still 
work involved. And so, uh, you know, yep. you, I, I I probably fall closer to the I like to fiddle a bit, but I kind of wish it was a little more set it and forget so that I could do it more often because I don't yeah. I don't often have eight, 10 hours where I can yeah. keep going back and forth to, to check the grill. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more on long lines. I, I would love to have a grill, where, you know, a, a smoker grill like this where you could just, yeah, you just set the meat on there, you hit the timer and you go to bed. Yeah. Whoa. Or whatever, or you go work or whatever, yeah. where it's like, and then, you know, again, a day later or half a day later, you have like yummy meat waiting for you. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is, is I, I mean, I've, I've heard, you know, guys who have these talking about, you know, I, I set it overnight and just I let it go. Or people who just use it like a, like an outdoor oven, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the summer when you don't you yeah. to heat up your house. That's a good point too. Yeah. You know, grilled you, pizza is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I was just going to say that I, I've known people who've done pizzas on their Traeger, even just frozen pizzas, even just yep. your basic store frozen pizza, throw it on the Traeger and about an hour later, you've got deliciousness i mean i grill i do grilled pizza on my grill uh, uh all the time and uh you know and one of the things is like if you if you want to like say bake a casserole you don't want it all smoky you just could cover it tightly with foil you know and the smoke mm-hmm. won't get in and that sort of thing so yeah i mean that it's really neat i didn't ask you guys like what is it that you uh what, you, what is your what is your grill what do you what's your equipment Hmm. Father Corey, what do, you, what do you use? I'm I'm pretty basic. I don't even remember the brand, but I've got a four burner uh, grill, gas grill with a, a nice side. It's got the nice sidecar burner too, which is that's yeah. awesome. You know that that is one thing I really like. You know, if you're cooking something like ribs or bar, uh, buffalo wings or something like that, to have that side burner where you could cook up the sauce. Yeah, you know, you can mix yeah. up the sauce. That that's really kind of nice to have. Uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty basic. It, it's okay. nothing. It works really, really well. It does. It does, you know, meet well, but it, it's, if it gets it's hot. Not, it does the job. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's only attachment is to the gas tank. It doesn't have Wi-Fi anything or you know, <laughs> temperature probe or nothing. <laughs> uh, how about you, Victor? What is it you're cooking on these days? Yeah. So I cooked on gas grills for, for years, but I never really had one that lasted more than three or four years before something rusted out or, or fell apart. And, mm. you know, when it comes to, you know, you can spend $60 to replace the, you know, the, the burners and the, mm-hmm. the grill surface, or you can buy a new grill for like $170. So for, for years, like every few years, I'd buy a new grill for $170, use it till it, till it rusted out. Now we've got some, you know, on sale at Home Depot, huge cast iron charcoal grill thing. And actually, like not having used charcoal grills a lot in the past, it adds, I'm going against Hank Hill on King of the Hill, where I actually <laughs> like to taste the fuel here and not not necessarily the food. If I'm going to grill something, I kind of want it to have that yeah. the charcoal taste. And it has the nice. little side thing for, for smoking as well, but it requires a lot of attention. So for smoking... Um, I got a, just a basic, uh, charbroil electric smoker and, mm. uh, it's, it's a heating element connected to a digital thermostat in, you know, basically a metal box. And that's, that's what a smoker is. And so, you know, you throw your, your, you know, dollar 50 a pound or whatever pork butt on that and, um, you know, keep it, keep it well, uh, moisturized and nice, you know, mm-hmm. eight, 10 hours later, you have some, some tasty barbecue. You get the job done. Yep. So, so I'm, I've got a, I've been a charcoal guy forever. I, um, you know, I had my Weber, you know, grill, uh, charcoal grill, and I swore by it, loved it. I still love charcoal cooking over, over flame. Um, but what I've got today, that, that one wore out after like 16 years. I think it was a Weber wow. Performer mm. Deluxe and I had it for a long time. Uh, it was a great grill. It rusted out finally, you know, just uh, even though I took care of it. Just nothing lasts forever. Uh, I ended mm-hmm. up getting an Oklahoma Joe hybrid. So mm. it's half a gas grill, half of it's a gas grill, and half of it is a uh, sm- offset smoker where the, the smoker box actually has grill grates. So you can grill directly over the fire, and then mm. you can move to the to the smoker box. For, I mean, uh, the, the, the smoker barrel, like the interior, for indirect yeah. cooking as well. And so... Instead of doing a two level fire inside of a inside of a you know a, a Weber for instance with charcoal you know where you do um, half of it full of charcoal the other half empty oh, sure. so you can move it back and forth this I just move it from the offset smoker box where to the interior mm-hmm. for indirect and then I use the electric I mean, electric not electric propane side for like when I need something quick 
you know, we're, yeah. it's, it's, it's a weeknight. We just get something. I do burgers and dogs or sausages yeah. on it or stuff like that. Um, and it's got the uh, the side burner as well. And so like when I'm doing sausages, that's where I'll cook. I'll put a cast iron pan on there and I'll cook the, uh, you know, the um, onions on that, you know, mm. and, I'll, and I'll do everything on, else on the on the. So I just I, I, it's been fantastic. I really enjoy it. I actually don't smoke as much on it as I wish, as I wish I could, because again, it's so time consuming. I've got to, I need to find the time to do it because it's, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, the, the stuff on that. So uh, speaking of Weber, they have, they do uh, charcoal. They're famous for their charcoal grills, but they also have gas grills and they have uh, their own remote control techie stuff. They call uh, uh, was fire which is kind of funny instead of Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, and so the, uh, the Wi-Fi, I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, let's see. It's so it's a, it's a pellet grill system that they have. And it also has an app for your phone and a remote control so that you can manage things from a distance. And, you know, theirs is a little, a little less expensive than the Traeger. It's 1600 bucks for their, their bigger one. Um, they also have less expensive, uh, you know, grills and smokers and stuff like that as well. But this is the one that has, uh, you know, their top of the line one with their smart grilling technology. And they also sell something separate called the iGrill, which is a um, digital thermometer system like a lot of people uh, have. And we'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. But um, so, you know, there are purists who, who will say, like we've mentioned, you know, oh, it's not real. It's not real uh, barbecue if you if you're using an app and you're remote controlling it and you're changing the temperature on a thermostat. Um, and you know, maybe there's something to be said for that. But you know, people got to eat and people got to you yeah. know, it's better to have yeah. uh, the one that doesn't you doesn't require all that extra work than to not have barbecue at all. Is what I yeah. say. Yeah, the best grill is the one you use, right? So exactly, yeah. it's, it's the one in your backyard. And, that, it, <laughs> and some of us aren't that great at getting charcoal fires going. It just <laughs> it's a pain sometimes. Or getting you know wood fires going sometimes a pain. Yep, or and, maintaining you know, that. Oh, it's it's hard to keep yeah. the temp. Um, exactly. So, and another brand I want to mention while we're at it is uh, Kamado Joe. Um, which is it's it's an egg shaped, although it's not the big green egg, which is a separate brand um which i don't think actually has a digital thing actually i didn't see it i i might have missed it but i know kamada joe has their digital charcoal grill and smoker and it uses a slightly different technique for cooking uh and smoking uh, there's a you know i don't want to get too much into the weeds on it but it's a slightly different way of doing things uh and some people swear by it they think it's the best thing um but they also have a way with with a digital control for temperature and and that sort of thing. So, um, and that's, that's also in the same range. So if you're going to get a grill with this stuff built in, you're generally going to be paying over a grand between one and two Mm -hmm. grand, at least, uh, it seems to be that the case. Uh, Yeah. Now I'm wondering if like with an Arduino, a temperature sensor and a little motor controller, you could just (laughs) create an activator for like the air flaps and stuff that would, you know, pretty easily close them. Yeah. Someone with (laughs) a bit of under $30, a few skills could probably put something together for themselves. I bet I, I would, I would bet. Um, Mm. So, uh, so those are, you know, if, if you want to look at connected techno technological grills, smokers, that's the thing. Of course, there's a low tech version from someone that I know I admire uh, with Alton Brown. Uh, one of you guys put this in in our uh, oh, yeah. show rundown. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Victor. Yeah, this <laughs> is my favorite. So when you think of it and Alton Brown on his show, Good Eats, which we watched all the time on Food Network in the mm-hmm. early 2000s, um, I think in a 2001 episode, he he said, you know, what is a smoker? It's It's a box with a source of heat. It heats up wood. Um, you know, the heat cooks the meat, the wood turns to smoke and imbues the meat with all its smoky goodness. So he said, that's what a smoker is. So here's a cardboard box. Here's a hot plate I got at the thrift store. Here's a cast iron skillet. Here's a pie plate to hold the wood chips. You know, you have your box, you have your source of heat, you have something to hold the wood. And um, he since refined it uh, quite a bit. And on his website, we'll put the link in the show notes. He has his, his kind of current cardboard box smoker. So you know, even the electric smoker I bought on, you know, deep discount on Amazon now is over $300. But if for, you know, under $50, you want to try smoking and you 
you have a fire extinguisher handy um, because you're cooking in a cardboard <laughs> box. And you get outside away from anything flammable. Um, you know, that that is an option. And, uh, you know, he has on his, his website very detailed step-by-step uh, step instructions and something I've never tried, but I had a problem this beginning this season getting my smoker going. And I think it's because um, the heating coil got a little moist and mm. it was flipping the GFI. It's electric smoker. It's flipping the GFI on, on the circuit. Um, went to YouTube and they're like, yeah, just put a blowtorch on the heating element for a few minutes. Dries it right out. I can't really recommend that because, <laughs> but I will say uh, thank you to whoever posted that YouTube video I was smoking within a few minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's something that, you know, I was, I was, I was about ready to try uh, the cardboard box smoker at that point. But yep. um, if you do try that, uh, definitely keep a fire extinguisher handy. We're, you know, we, we're not recommending it, but uh, let us know if it works. Yeah. And it's especially good for like stuff that requires low temp, like most meats, yes. like beef is like 250, 275. But he smoked yeah. uh, salmon on it, at which is uh, one, I think he does at 180. And it's mm-hmm. a much, you know, a cold smoke is what they call that. Uh, so that's where they, or cheeses actually, smoked cheeses is, is ooh, another ooh, one good. Ooh, yum. Yeah. Um, smoked cheddar is really good. Uh, I'm getting hungry. Um, yeah. <laughs> or he says even a savory sauce. So, uh, yeah, that that is fun. I I remember watching that and saying I really wanted to I wanted to give it a try. I just never could get myself around to doing it. But mm. uh, plus, you know, it's a hard sell if you're standing out in your driveway with a cardboard box that's smoking, and the neighbors <laughs> are like, what, "What? No, you don't understand. <laughs> like I'm cooking. It's here. supposed to do this. You <laughs> know, in Scouts we do a like a cardboard oven where you take a cardboard oh. box, you wrap it in foil inside and out, and you yeah. have your heat your heat source inside. And you heat it up, mm-hmm. and then you can put food in it, and it's you can get up to three fifty in there like an oven. So it, it's it's pretty good. It, it we've uh, we've done on camping, we've we've cooked food in it, and it's pretty fun. I was gonna say that's that's when you do the hobo dinners. The, the it's like the burger with the onion, and yep. wrap it all up, and yep, yep. Although uh, I think one of the scout masters did like bacon, uh, sco- bacon wrapped scallops in in his. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. He's that, the he's the scout master. Everyone likes to go on the camping trips with. <laughs> so those are the, the the grills and smokers there's also a smaller tech that is accessible yes. to everyone that we can and probably the number one thing to get for good grilling good smoking is a thermometer an instant read thermometer mm-hmm. and i have i have like four different thermometers yeah <laughs> I, I have a bit of a problem um and so my favorites are from Thermaworks. Uh, these are the guys yes. that um, they they started as a scientific instrument company and were discovered by cooks. And then so they started making precision thermometers for the culinary industry. Uh, and, and so like the one you got to know is the Thermapen one. You see that on all the cooking mm-hmm. shows. It's fantastic. I use it. I have one. I have several, uh, but I have one in my kitchen. I use it all the time when I'm cooking. Uh, they they have a, a specific one for a barbecue alarm thermometer called Signals, which has like four probes, including an ambient temperature probe. Uh, and then they have another one called a Smoke X, which is a long range remote barbecue uh, one so that you can take it. Uh, it. It communicates over a radio frequency. It's not Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Mm. It's radio frequency. But it's... um. You can go up to 1.24 miles away and still keep track of your. Don't go, don't go to a mile away from your grill when you're cooking. This, 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 this sounds like, oh, yes, I'm out at the cabin at the lake and the grill's <laughs> at the guest house. That's a mile away. And, you know, <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Uh, but I, I have one that's uh, the, the uh, I'll, I have to find the link to it, but it's, it's a simpler one. It, it doesn't do the remote, but what it does, it has two probes. It has a probe that goes into the food. And another one that's an ambient temperature probe that tells you the temperature inside the grill. Like a lot of times a grill will have a thermometer in the the lid, but that's just telling you what the temperature is at the top of the lid, not where the food is. So uh, you want to know what the temperature of the grill is where the food is on, you know, by the grill surface. And so that's what that's for. And then you can get the temperature inside the food, which is what you want so that you don't poison yourself. (laughs) So um, that, so I would say these are these are essential. I would say yes. that if, if you get nothing else, no matter how you cook, oven, stovetop, grill, you need a, a decent probe uh, thermometer and the wireless mm-hmm. kinds, the kind that have, you know, multiple probes. I think I have one that has four with the transceiver and then you have the the remote unit that you can look at while you're 
playing Switch and be like, oh, it's at, uh, you know, 150. Well, it's just going to stay there for a while, you know, type yeah. thing. Um, it's it's probably the most essential piece of uh, kitchen equipment you'll own. And I just have to say, yeah. you don't have to spend a lot for this. Like, I think the one I use was, uh, the first one I got was like under $20. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I lost that. So they have these stores <laughs> now where uh, all the returned merchandise to Amazon goes and they yeah. just put mm-hmm. them in bins and you just go there and anything you want to buy is like $5. And you just rummage through these bins. And I found like a really good, um, well, somewhat good, you know, digital, uh, you know, wireless probe thermometer, one of those. Mm-hmm. So for $5, that's the one, um, you know, I'm using now. And it doesn't have to be super accurate, but um, it's probably the most essential piece of grilling hardware you'll own. Right. Yeah, I've got it. I've got, I don't have a wireless one. I've got a wired one, um, but, you know, it's got long wire on the probe and mm-hmm. it, it's it's not one that you really want to leave in you know in the grill as yeah. it's cooking, right? But if you need for but it's it's good for it does you know instant read pretty you know it reads yeah. pretty quick you know so right. it's something where you can open up stick it in you know in about ten seconds you've got the temperature and you're you're good right like the thermopen is is literally instant you stick it in you get the temperature uh, but it's uh, so you have like probe where you where you're in and out and then you have ones mm-hmm. that stay in during the cook they're rated yep. for staying in it and uh so i've got ones i use i got ones i use in my my in my uh, oven in my kitchen or i use it when i'm deep frying to keep track of the temperature of the oil i mean I, all the time i use in these different ones um and they're great yeah and you don't need to get thermoworks i mean thermoworks can be a little pricier than others like the thermopens like 85 bucks but there are good brands out there that are half that and you know you can find those um and you can find decent ones even just at your basic, you know, box store. Yeah. Yeah. Just basic. They work great. They, yeah, they just, they're not one, the really yeah. fancy, you know, right. super expensive ones. They're just simple temperature probes that tell you they do a good job. Now, um, Weber, speaking of Weber, they have, I mentioned their iGrill and it's a, it's a uh, wireless app connected thermometer that lets you monitor up to four cuts of meat, you know, four different pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's got an app that goes with it and it'll gives you alerts and we'll even, uh, you know, tell you like you'll, you put in what kind of food you're making and what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. And it will walk you through things. And there's a, there's like an iOS app and an Android app that, that goes with it. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, pricey though. It's still pricey. Uh, but the one that you're going to see like on YouTube everywhere and I got this for Christmas uh, a couple years ago is the meter M E A T E R. And mm. it is just looks, looks like just, just a stick, like a little silver stick with a little black end. And there's a, a block that it goes in and the, the wooden block actually is the, tra- is a transceiver. So it receives the local signal. It has to stay near the, the little stick that goes inside the food in the grill or the smoker and then that transmits to your phone at a distance via Bluetooth. Although I think they've got ones that are now Wi-Fi. They get ones that are mm-hmm. that go even further than I've just got the the original meter, which is you know, it. If I if I'm in my office and I put the uh, block on a chair outside the back door, then it can reach my <laughs> grill. It stays yeah, in range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's got a nice app. And again, you tell it what you're making. I'm making pork. I'm making uh, beef. Uh, and then it will, you know, keep track of the temperature. It also does the track, the temperature in the grill, the ambient temperature, but also the, the temperature in the meat and will, you know, track it over time and give you a nice graph and all this great stuff. Like, like super nerdy uh, 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 barbecue smoker guys uh, want to ha- see graphs of their latest cook and compare it with the other guys. You'll get this. <laughs> look at this. They reached the plateau, and then I pushed yeah, it beyond. It's stalled. Yeah, <laughs> it's stalled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> telling and, stories. And, yeah, and I have to say, the second or probably the second most valuable tool that you tech tool that you can use while grilling is YouTube, because yes. that's going to tell you when you want to wrap up your meat and foil if you want to do it or. You know, I didn't I wasn't familiar with the stall at first. So like meat reaches a certain point where the water, you know, starts or has boiled off or starts to boil off and it keeps a a temperature for like an hour near Mm -hmm. near 150 degrees or whatever. And so I was like, oh, my oh, I'm doing something wrong. The meat just won't go up. I'm going to turn up the I'm going to turn up the heat on this thing as high as it will go. And then, poof, you know, no more meat. Yeah. Yeah. So YouTube, uh, watch it It did, for the cut of meat you're watching for the type if it is, is an electric smoker is a charcoal grill. They, they have, you know, videos galore on everything you would want. And they, they, uh, you know, knowledge is your best, uh, uh grilling mm-hmm. tool. 
Yeah, I actually I should uh, mention some of my favorite YouTube channels for this. Uh, how to barbecue right? How to BBQ right? Um, mm. That's a uh, this guy is all Louisiana, like all Louisiana. He's really great. <laughs> Malcolm Reed, I think. No, that's the Star Trek. That's Mal- the character <laughs> from Enterprise. Malcolm you got something yourself or other. a rue going there. <laughs> you put uh, your celery and your carrots yeah. and your onion. Oh yeah, yeah. onion. Uh, cooking with rye, R Y. Another great one. All things BBQ is a great one, and Mad Scientist BBQ. All great channels where you're going to learn a lot. Mad Scientist BBQ. He he's like high end. He does these the you know the professional level stuff. Although he gets into the science of it, so it's really good. So any of those are great channels to check out uh, for. Uh, and when I was just getting started, I in trying to figure out how to manage the temp and all this sort of stuff, I used all YouTube for a lot of that. So uh, recommend it. Uh, speaking of that, I do want to mention yeah. one cooking uh, YouTube channel. It's not specifically uh, grilling or smoking, but Cowboy Kent Rollins. Cowboy Kent, he, yes. <laughs> he does a lot of stuff that you could very easily do on your grills. I just made a recipe for, by, from Cowboy Kent the other day for my, di- dinner for my family. I talked about it in Raising the Bets. It was um, uh, his Taco Bell Mexican pizza remake. Uh, where, Ooh. you know, the, so Taco Ooh. Bell's got this Mexican pizza, which is meh, like, all, you know, it's Taco Bell. And it was really good. The kids were like, you can yeah. make this anytime. Like, it was really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, so he's kid. a good one. Like if you want to do like the Dutch oven cu- cooking and stuff like yeah. that, which again, you can do very easily on a grill. Yes. It will work very well on a grill. Yes. Yeah. He, all his iron. cooking is outdoors. He's a, he's a chuck wagon cook from on a, you yep. know, from a, on a ranch in Oklahoma. I mean, he's, this is the, he's mm-hmm. the real deal. So yeah, definitely check him out. Yeah, but my dad used to make Mexican pizza, but he just took a Kroger frozen pizza and threw Mexican cheese. <laughs> Olé. Uh, Olé, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, you know, God rest his soul. Love him. That's awesome. So uh, other things you can get for to help you with uh, your grilling and your, uh, I don't have one of these, but I kind of want one and it's a mm. electric charcoal starter. Um, and it's basically kind yeah. of kind of like a blowtorch, like electric blowtorch. So you point it at the charcoal in your grill and it will get it going within it's just like, you know, within 60 seconds. Um, yeah, I've seen other ones that use propane like um, they're like brush burners. They use them for like burning brush yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, this is kind of for the purpose. And. Seems a little safer, actually. It looks like a curling iron that you would yeah. never want to give somebody as a present. <laughs> Unless you like them bald. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they have different ones. I'm not sure why. Um, you know, I, if, yeah. it, if it lights the fire, it lights the fire. Get the cheap one. <laughs> so, yeah. I like my um, paraffin wax and wood, you know, shavings mixture, you know. I use those under yeah. under a Weber chili and or a chimney, sorry, and, yeah. and you know with it, and <laughs> that gives a, you a chance to get a couple drinks, you know, exactly. in the twenty yep. minutes it takes to heat up. Yeah, that is the one. Say, I this use, looks like yeah. something that'd be great for uh, yeah. great for my uh, uh, fireplace as well. Oh well, yeah. yeah, that would definitely be the sort of thing you'd yeah for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I use the uh, the Weber charcoal uh, chimney with the the little uh, fire starters underneath. Those are perfect, fantastic. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a big fan, uh, fan of the, you know, burnomatic uh, propane <laughs> torches as well. I mean, they're good for oh, your yes. fireplace. They're good for your charcoal. I mean, yep. 101 uses. Uh, no, <laughs> no handyman should be with that one. So now something that doesn't go on the grill or even really near the grill, but is useful in grilling is a sous vide. It, what it does is it's a it's immersion cooking. And what it, it, it you put food in a bag in water and heat the water up to a desired temperature. And the, mm-hmm. the, the way physics works is the food can never get hotter than the, the heat of the water that it's in. And yep. so, uh, for example, if you want to have the tenderest steak you've ever had, put it in a, in a bag and you can either do vacuum seal or you can just like do a, a, a zip top bag that you get, get as much air mm-hmm. out of as you can. And, uh, and you put it in there and you bring it up to 120 degrees. Yeah. And just leave it there for 45 minutes, then take it out of the bag and just sear it for 30 seconds mm-hmm. each side to just get some color on it. Because it's cooked all the way, but it's been kind of boiled, so it doesn't look all that attractive. <laughs> yeah, you don't get any char. And, yeah. and the reason this works is because if you heat food instantly to 165, 175 degrees, that'll kill all the harmful bacteria in it. 
But if you heat food to 120 and keep it there for a few hours, that'll also kill, you know, most, mm -hmm. depending on the bacteria in the food, that'll also kill the bacteria. So you're not damaging the, the you know, the meat and the connective tissue and the meat as much as you would if you just, you know, ratcheted it up the temperature. Yeah. You're keeping it at a, at a lower temperature for longer and, and a very controlled temperature. But again, you don't get the char. So char. Char. So that's where my my friend the blowtorch comes in as well because <laughs> yeah. you heat up your cast iron skillet to like red hot. You throw it down, then you get your blowtorch out and run it over yeah. it, and that gives you a nice char as well. Well, then I've I've seen I've seen people where they'll use a cast iron skillet and they'll get some butter melted in it mm. and then put the steak in so they can sear the steak in the butter. Right, the brown butter. Mm. But but yeah. but yeah, but um, you know, you're talking though about like 120 degrees. Well, you know, that's just about you know considered kind of rare, medium rare in that era. Area. So, of course, you know, a steak, you know, a yeah. beef steak is a good one for that. Um, even some like uh, the, the salmon or that. Yeah, maybe salmon, but, you know, the fish, the fish that you can eat yep. with somewhat, you know, rare as well would be good for this. I actually did a roast in the in it once. Uh, yeah. yeah, roast. To, that's to bring a great a roast thing, up yeah. to a temp. And you can go higher than 120. I mean, it's you can go as high as, as you know, up to uh, nearly boiling if you want. Yeah. Uh, just depends on what you're trying to do. Now, the, it, the longer it's in there, the more tender it gets. But you don't want to overdo it because it just turned to mush and it's not very tasty at all. Yeah. Uh, and one of the big benefits is, is like when you're cooking over a grill, it's cooking that it, it, there's this fine line between rare when you get that nice pink in the middle and well done. And it takes a bit of practice. And you know, if it's this, if the meat is thin, it's really hard. Whereas with mm -hmm. this, it's just the outside and that middle stays nice and rare and, you know, you get that really sharp dividing line between the gray cooked edge and the rare, you know, mm -hmm. in interior. And so it's really can be really good. So and there's all kinds of things you can do with sous vide. It doesn't have to just be meat. It can be all kinds of other stuff as well. That, Veggies that they, and yeah, lots eggs. of Oh, yeah. If you like, the like best, soft the boiled. Best hard, yeah. The best soft boiled eggs you get is you just put them in the water, let them swim around while the sous vide, uh, you know, does its thing. Yep. Nice. I, like, I think we were just saying that before we started, Victor. It's like, I got to get that out again. <laughs> I don't use yeah. it enough. <laughs> yeah. I went through a big sous vide. Like it was, it was really popular a while ago and then uh, it, it's, it's in my cabinet, but now I mean, I really want to just kind of dig it out and <laughs> let it do its thing there. Yeah. I kind of, I think I want to make some of those, uh, those soft boiled eggs cause those, those are really good. Yeah. All right. Here's one <laughs> that I'm never going to get, but it's just, I couldn't resist. <laughs> it's the grill bot. Uh, oh, because man. one of the, one of the hassles of having a grill is that it gets dirty, uh, you know, all that char, all that burnt on stuff. And you got to scrape it. That's called flavor. That's called flavor. Causing <laughs> flare ups and all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, what, what I do is, is the next time I'm going to grill is I heat the thing up as hot as it'll go. It yep. starts to burn off. And then I just use my grill brush to scrape the rest of it off. And it's fine. Yeah. Pretty but, much. You know, if you've got, you know, if you want, if you like your gadgets, maybe the grill bot. And basically it's this little semi-triangular round thing with uh, brushes that point in all different directions, metal brushes, and you put it on it and it just goes nuts on it. It goes all over the place with it and, and it's supposed <laughs> to scrape the grill. I can't imagine that it does that great of a job. No, uh, it can't put that much on it. Yeah. Yeah. Give this to somebody with hardwood floors and tell them it's a room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Oh. it's yeah it's uh yeah it's a Roomba for your for your grill and uh that's essentially what it I, is i i, I mean know. it looks like they actually took like the vacuum cleaner brushes you know the, the rotary yeah. brushes on the vacuum cleaner yeah. and just stuck it on a yeah, in three different in three different directions, and it just kind of like you know flops all you know flutters all over the darn thing until it's done. I don't know how much smarts are in it, but it's it's kind of it's amusing to me. And I'm gonna guess that the grill has to be cold before you do it because you don't want to put this yeah. on there when it's still no. rocking hot no. and probably melt. <laughs> so yeah. it's always encouraging when the very number one accessory on their accessories page is a replacement you know, DC motor <laughs> for, the, for the brushes, but at least they, at least it's all, it looks just like a pretty standard, you know, DC right uh, electric motor and stuff. Well, so yeah, you know, a novelty gift, I'd, I'd say. Yes. On the, on the top of it, it's got a warning, keep away from fire, turn grill off and close lid. <laughs> close the lid. Cause you don't want it to come <laughs> off at you and start chasing you across yeah. the deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh man. So, 
I would, you know, so after all that, all that hardware, I was thinking, what do we have for software? What do we have that we can, you know, use for software for Gremlin? There's not a lot out there apart from apps that go with the hardware, you know, the things that control the hardware. Mm -hmm. The one thing I, I, I like is Weber has their Weber grills app on the on uh, iPhone, I I don't I couldn't find it on Android. I don't know if they just don't have it. They have apps on Android, but they're the ones that control right. their devices. Uh, but this has recipes and you know ideas and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, if if you're looking for some inspiration for something to grill, and you know you might want to buy a Weber grill while you're at it or something. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. So uh, it it's it, it's free. You know, so it's worth downloading yep. and checking it out anyway. So, um, anything else you want to bring up about grilling tech? No, do it. Uh, go, go out and grill something. Mm, yeah. yeah. When the, when the, when the summer, the weather is warm the, and the sun is out, don't heat up your kitchen, get out there, yeah. cook as much as you can on your grill and find new things to cook. I, like you got, we were talking about pizzas. We do, our family does pizzas. We, I get the, um, mm-hmm. the, the non pizzas you know the non-bread at the you know the indian flatbread mm-hmm. at the grocery yeah. store and we put sauce and cheese on it and you know we make pizzas on it or or whatever you know just this, you know, there's more you can grill more things than you think i think is the uh, idea and if anyone else uh, if any of the listeners have ideas for you know, grilling tech that they enjoy be sure to let us know you can email us at technology at sqpn.com so before we head on to our he- uh, headlines this week, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including John S., Mary B., Don and Michelle E., Mary M., and Marty T. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So our first headline this week is Netflix's crackdown on password sharing has begun in the U.S. Uh, this was a program that they mentioned uh, some time ago. They rolled it out in some countries overseas. Uh, but, of course, the big market is the U.S. and they finally got it here, as well as all regions around the world. And so what this is, is they found, and everyone knows, that uh, mom and dad own the Netflix account and the kids use the password forever and ever or roommates or boyfriend and girlfriend or what have you. <laughs> but you know, the, the epidemic of people, you know, one person only paying for the account and everybody sharing the password. It's, it's a thing. Um, I saw a funny story about um, th- th- this guy broke up with a girl and, or she broke up with him. And then he knew she was using his Netflix account and then uh, until like the the final episode of the big series she was watching was just about to drop and then he changed the password on her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, ouch, ouch, that, that's ouch. just cold. Yeah. Um, I, so anyway, they've rolled out their new password sharing crackdown, but they've kind of ma- made a uh, some ways for people to kind of to ease them into it. So you, you have to live in the same household. You can travel you know, go different places, but you all have to live in the same household and they're kind of keeping track of where you are, how often you're using it outside the household, but they allow you to manage account access as a page now where you can sign out people who are signed into your account. Mm-hmm. You can transfer a profile. You can have multiple profiles on Netflix account. You can now transfer a profile to a new membership and then you can actually pay to have someone share your Netflix account. It's like eight, uh, eight bucks a month. So it's almost the same. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, is this, is Netflix cutting off their nose to spite their face? Do you think they're going to have a big benefit from this? Will people rush out to get their new account, new accounts based on this? I, I think it's great because if now more people are paying for their accounts, the price should come down for a monthly subscription, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like more people paying, right? You, you kind oh, of yeah. that's what the argument is, right? Because oh, yes. the prices yes, are high yes. because people keep stealing stuff. So people stop, you know, scare quotes stealing Netflix. The prices should come down <laughs> for everyone. So I think I think this is great news. Lower prices for Netflix for everyone. Yeah, no, maybe yeah. not so much. I yeah. think so much. people are going to figure out either figure out ways around this or go to other services that don't have this. You know, and frankly, I don't know that's going to have a big difference either way for 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 Netflix. I mm-hmm. think. I think the the big question is is what's the content? If if Netflix mm-hmm. has compelling content, people will want to watch it. 
if if it's if they don't have compelling content, then people aren't going to bother. And I yep. think that's really what it comes down to. And um, I mean, and I I could see that they might that they could actually lose money on this because people who might have been paying for Netflix, knowing that their kids were using it once in a while, or knowing that someone else was using it once in a while, all of a sudden they kind of look and go, well, we're not watching it because there's no shows on there that we really care about. So cancel. Right. And the kids don't bother picking it up and they'll just go watch something else. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's maybe they'll get better programming. Yeah. 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 Or they'll go sail the seven seas. You know, people <laughs> have done that for a long <laughs> time. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It, it comes down to is, is the quality of the, of the product, the, the programming yeah. that you offer and you make it compelling enough. And I think, I, I mean, I think these things go hand in hand. It's not an either or like, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, it's their product. They can, and their terms of service. And if they want to say you have to, you, you have to live in the same household to use the same account. That's their choice. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Um, but if they expect people to pay for it, they better have a good product that people want to pay for. And that's the bottom line. Yeah, and practically speaking, I mean, evaluate your paid subscriptions every month. You know, if mm-hmm. you're not using something like yep. we signed up for Peacock because we specifically wanted to see the the movies, you know, based on the TV show Psych, as well as the new TV yep. show, Mrs. Davis. Yep. We've watched those. So now we can exit well, the subscription. Yeah. Come and go. A lot of people we hear with, you know, secrets of Star Trek. We hear where, oh, yeah, I'm going to once once all strange new worlds, the new season has come out, then I'm going to pay for the one month and binge it. Yep. Right. That's one of the reasons why more and more services are going to the once a week model, uh, one episode a week model yeah. to keep, to keep yep. you hanging on. Um, uh, but that's well, a response people have. Um, and this is also why they're doing this. Like we scheduling, you know, we have star Trek every week of the year or star Wars, every week, the new star mm-hmm. Wars, every week of the year, keep you hanging on, keep you, keep you they watching. Tried. They're, they're <laughs> trying anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, but, I, I mean, there are ways to manage this that benefit you. You know, you could you could you know subscribe to this service for a month and then that service for a month and watch all the you know. And then it, the way we watch TV has changed. It's no longer you know mm-hmm. you start watching a series, all your new series in September, and you're done by May, and then it's reruns all summer. Those days are long gone, <laughs> yep. and they're not coming back. And so you know, I think people are adapting to new ways of watching TV, and you know, this is just another part of it. And it doesn't help much either for, for groups like Netflix that there are those the free services that have good TV, you know, as older TV, perhaps like, you know, Dom and I, we're both watching Babylon 5 right now. Yep. Yep. And yep. you can watch it for free on, on Tubi, Tubi, as I said. Or on yes. Roku. Or, yeah, yeah. And the Roku channel, I think, too. Yeah. yeah so, yep. you know, it's it's available free. And yeah, you got to watch some commercials, but I can put up with a couple of commercial breaks it, and not have to pay or a penny. if you use yeah. the play on service uh you have to pay to have it recorded for you but it cuts out the commercials yeah oh, <laughs> yeah they're well, they're not bad commercials so <laughs> yeah well and if you've grown up if you grew up watching network tv it's nowhere near as many yeah. commercials as they used to be that, that's so that's when you go to the bathroom so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so our next headline is now this is a bit of um the modern world we live in uh, story uh there's a backlash. So you, we've all heard of, you know, Airbnb, where people rent out their homes or their vacation homes. And there was this huge thing of, like, of oh, my gosh, everybody is renting out their homes. and It's turning our neighborhoods into, you know, rental, you know, tourist villages. And then the same thing with Uber. Uber is killing the taxi cab industry and everyone's car is now a taxi. Well, now there's a new service. Not that's a new, I guess. But there's a service called Swimply where people can rent out their pools. They're swimming pools, mm. which <laughs> sounds like a terrible idea. idea. It is. I, I'm just looking at the liabilities of what could happen. Yep. And that not. Now, no. Swimly does, uh, you know, uh, say that there's they, they have they insure all of the owners for, uh, for up to a million dollars for uh, the event that a guest is injured. And ten thousand yeah, dollars for property damages. Even, yeah, a million dollars is like and doesn't cover yeah. anything when you get into a negligent and, death or you know. Yeah, and I don't want to be the first person to try to pull on that policy because you yeah. know darn well the lawyers are going to come out real quick. No, you you didn't follow this item in our terms of service, therefore you are not covered by the terms our, of service. Yeah. Says no one under the age of eighteen must be able to swim, and no adults are permitted to swim. And <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> so and and it it causes some hard feelings with with neighbors. I mean, I'm reading this story from uh, you know from the Washington Post, talking about people 
who are the neighbors of of people who are, who are renting out their pool and it's constant traffic and people parking in the neighborhood all the time and all the noise and and like you have and they rent it out by the hour so you have like people standing on the front lawn with in swimsuits holding floaties waiting for the next you know the the, the prior people to come out so they can go in and just oh my gosh it, it just it sounds horrible this is why we have laws. I mean, I'm the biggest, <laughs> like, you know, free market yeah. person there is. But this is why we have laws that regulate, you know, public swimming pools. And if you're going right. to treat your house like a public service or a public amenity, you, you should be regulated like it. I'm sorry. But yeah. Well, and that's even then, I think mean, so, like so there some of the politicians they want to they're, they're having this like a, a share economy bill where they want to regulate these things and tax them because that's really, you know, yeah. well, we, we, oh, yeah. we regulate, we can tax it. But but the other people saying like no ban it like don't regulate it ban it because we don't want to turn our neighborhoods into these commercial districts where everything is for rent yeah. and for sale, and mm-hmm. I, it's hard to disagree because I I mean I can imagine how awful that would be to live next to I mean just I've heard the horror stories about Airbnb living next to some Airbnb places and it feels like mm-hmm. Airbnb has sort of cracked down and gotten a handle on that so it's better than it was although i'm sure there's still issues but mm-hmm. um but this just sounds like even like worse frankly yeah i know a lot of overweight dads maybe i should open the service where like you pay us and we'll sit on your front lawn like next to the pool topless and then just scare <laughs> everybody away <laughs> call it paley because we're so what, pale. Is, what is that i get off my lawn yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a story like one guy who's who rents it out. He's like, uh, "Hey, you know, I I rent my uh, my pool for fifty to one hundred fifty dollars an hour." And he tells this heartwarming story of that one of his favorite repeat customers is this young man with a disability who lives nearby and uses the pool for recreation. I'm like, you know, you you could just let him use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called charity and, and love your neighbor. Yeah, for some people, everything is just a commodity, including their neighbors. You know. And that's the thing is like, I don't like a, this world where we're just turning everything into a commodity and it's no longer share. Like my brother has a pool and he's always telling all of his friend, fans, family and friends, yeah, come over and use it. It sits here empty, you know, unused a lot of the time. Yeah. Just come and use it. And it's, you know, share and, 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 and all that. But it's like the, it's the commoditization of life in America that it just kind of starting to get to me a little bit. I, I mean, I like the idea well, that. Uber destroyed the taxi industry because the taxi industry was pretty bad, uh, mm-hmm. pretty stultified. But gosh, like w- there's there's a limit to how far I think we should go with that. Now, I, I will throw out kind of a counter argument, if you will, and, and maybe as, as this one in particular says, you know, how do, what is this saying about our public resources, especially in more populated areas? Yeah, where people feel like they can't go to a public pool for example mm-hmm. because maybe there isn't a public pool close by or it's it's in a neighborhood that's not safe or they feel it's not safe or something like that yeah and you know and i mean and again that's not to say that this is a great thing but you know maybe it's it if people felt like they could go have their parties at public pools or uh you know gyms that happen to have a pool or something like that you know community centers stuff like that right then this wouldn't be a service. Plus, there used to be back in the day a lot more access to waterways and you know yeah. swimming mm-hmm. holes and and a lot of that stuff has been closed off and regulated away from people. Well, and just I think about that even you know of course around here we've got a big river over here that people swim in and yeah. you know float down and all this kind of stuff and that it's just that what people do in the summer. Right, right, right. And a lot of places, especially in the more urban areas a lot of that stuff is no longer as accessible as it once was. And like here in Massachusetts, a lot of the beaches are resident only, or you have to have, you have to be, you know, part of an exclusive community or all that sort of stuff. And most people don't have access. And there might be one little corridor you can walk through to get your 10 inch, 10 feet of beach that the city required them (laughs) to set aside. Yeah. Yep. And then you have to, you know, watch out for the sharks in the water. Cause that's what we, what we got in (laughs) New England now. Is a shark. Oh boy! <laughs> so, uh, speaking of water, and <laughs> our next headline is, it's, I just thought it was kind of amusing because that this, that this is still happening. How many de- decades uh, that we've had GPSs? But uh, this story from the San Francisco Gate: Hawaii tourist follows GPS into harbor water again. 
this apparently mm. is the thing that where the GPS maps uh, in uh, Hanokoahu, Hano small boat harbor on the Big Island, whatever whatever the GPS maps are say, they have people driving into the water instead of uh, driving around the 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 road. The map is mm. wrong, and it's bringing and people are just like that episode in of The Office where yeah. the GPS says drive into the lake, <laughs> and they drive into the big the big body of water in front of them. Uh, and I just, I just thought, and it's, it happens enough. This, this is actually at least twice that it's happened. So I just mm-hmm. thought it was funny. Yeah. It, well, and, and of course it's not just lakes. You hear stories all the time of take a left turn here and there's a railroad track right there with the road, like immediately after the railroad track. And so they turn onto the railroad track. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. Because of course you would. Yeah. Because that's where you're supposed I don't to know. go. How did we ever get to where we were going when we were like kids and learning to drive and didn't you know, like we had paper maps? I remember that. And even before MapQuest, I mean, we didn't have GPS. And like, why, why weren't we driving down railroad tracks, you know, or, or into <laughs> harbors and stuff? This just proved that men were right to not ask directions. That's right. Yeah, when somebody tells true. you directions, you're going to get into a lake or on railroad tracks. Remember, no. <laughs> remember those map books, like the spiral bound books? And yeah. so you get oh, to yeah. the edge of the map and you're going to quickly find, quick, 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 find the next town. It's in alphabetical order. <laughs> or the AAA yeah. uh, triptychs where you'd go to the AAA office and they'd say, here's how mm-hmm. you're going to get to South Dakota. And, yeah. and uh, you know, here's every bit of construction along the way as of our last, you know, nice. intelligence, you know. Yeah, man. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't I go back to fun. that. I, I love my 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 oh, Google yeah. Maps, but. Oh, yeah. I still have a, a, a spiral bound uh, Rand McNally. Oh, yeah. Atlas in my in my car. I leave it in yeah, my truck under the backup. console. That and um, the county level or the the, the street level uh, map of Montana, where you yep. see every little back road and every little. I, I keep both those under my console, because if I'm out driving somewhere and the phone's not working and I don't know where I'm at. I've got resources that I can at least get myself to something resembling safety if <laughs> yeah. I needed to. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you can't drive too far in in Massachusetts without finding out where you are. But yeah, I can imagine in Montana there are plenty of places where you don't get a signal, and yeah, you need that sort of thing. And you come you come across a, a cattle gate, and all you see are cattle in front of you. Is like, did I make the right turn? <laughs> 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 or hopefully not a farmer. Kind of asking, what are you doing here? <laughs> right. Why am I laying? This is in County Road yep. 38. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So those are our headlines this week. And uh, let's move on to our picks of the week. Uh, Victor, what is your pick this week? Yeah. So um, this this might be a little niche, but uh, I do uh, enjoy my my, you know, I have I have some little tiny synthesizers that have basically headphone out jacks for um, audio and um so I, I wanted a way to kind of mix those together so I could listen to them all on my headphone. But I know that, you know, if, if you're we're in a wireless world now, but still a lot of devices like, you know, video game consoles, uh, other audio players and stuff still use those headphone jacks. If you want an easy way to um, combine them into uh, one, uh, you know, one output, uh, you know, maybe for, for recording or for listening to on your headphone. I found a really cool little mixer. It's uh, by by Duke, which I guess is a, is a brand. It's the MC5 Pro, uh, you know, basically audio mixer. And it's and what's really cool mm. about it is it works, um, you know, as a passive audio mixer where you don't need, uh, you know, power if if you're using a, an external headphone amplifier. Mm. But if you want to listen on your headphones, it does have an, uh, a power jack, so you can plug it in. So for for mixing down for you know basic headphone outputs to one i found this to be uh, uh really handy so that's my pick this week cool yeah I mean, nice does it does the job one job yep and father Corey, what's your pick this week so my pick is an app that just came out that i even really haven't even had time to play with yet uh because <laughs> it just came out last couple of days and I'm, i was scrambling to get a pick of the week and I'm, wait this one uh so ascension press of course known for jeff cavins's work oh, uh, yeah. father mike schmitz a bunch of other uh great catholic um theologians and spiritual writings and so on well they just recently came out with the ascension press app the ascension app and it's basically a bible and catechism app so it has the rsv uh, the second edition of the rsv catholic edition um of course it has the catechism it's got jeff caven's great adventure uh catholic bible 
information. It's it's got Father Mike Smith's and his podcasts, both Bible in a year and, and catechism in a year. Uh, he actually does an audio audiobook version of the Bible. You can have him. You could listen to the Bible with him reading the Bible instead of, of you know reading it yourself. You know, if you want to do it for listening as you're going down the road or whatever you might want to do. It's got commentary. It's got Bible questions, you know, more like apologetics type questions and things like that. So it's it's really a very interesting sounding app where it's just a, a good resource to have on your phone. Again, Bible ready, ready at hand instead of using, you know, the Google searches that we all do. Now, what's this verse? Google search it up and try <laughs> to find it. No. Um, but then again, like the, it's got the, the spiritual resources and the, the uh, commentary resources and things like that that will really help understand the scriptures, understand the, mm. the teachings of the church much easier. So, nice. yeah, this, this is a brand new app, and I'm looking forward to using it and, and really playing with it. And, of course, those are, who are doing the Mike, Schmidt, Mike Schmidt's podcast. This is a good way to just have it there in one place where you know it's always going to be. So And free. Although and free. The, hmm. uh, they, they, they do say that there may be, you know, in-app purchases of stuff someday in the future, but they don't have mm-hmm. any immediate plans. But, it, but it's free, so it's good. Well, uh, I wonder if they're planning on getting it so that all the material that Ascension has put out over the years will eventually end up in this. Yeah, that would be that would make sense. I just look forward to falling asleep listening to Father Schmitz's dulcet tones read me scripture as I play catechism. <laughs> I'll just curl up with a nice, you know, hot tea and a blanket. <laughs> sure. Sounds very sure. cozy. It's very cozy. Uh awesome. That is great. Uh, thank you. Thank you to our friends at Ascension for you know providing that to the, to everyone. And I do have to do the obligatory. Yes, it is for both iPhone, iOS and Android. So well, of course. <laughs> All the good apps. All, All the, the good real app. good apps have both. Yes, that's right. So I'm going to pick something uh, that uh, there is, uh, I have six of in my house, and that is the, the Soundcore Anchor Life Q20 Hybrid Active Noise Canceling Headphones. Mm. These are uh, wireless over-ear uh, Bluetooth headphones that have noise canceling built in. And I tell you, when you have kids who have um, various anxiety or ADHD or other issues where extraneous noise can set them off in various ways or children of misophonia, which is like if they want to strangle their brother, who's chewing too loudly next to them, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> that sort of thing. Uh, these are great. They're 60 bucks, which is a good deal for, for decent noise canceling headphones. And yeah, in, and my kids are not easy on their headphones and, and they, they last pretty good. I, I will recommend that when you get them, you also get the protection plan for six or or $8 <laughs> that goes with it. You get a two or three year protection plan. It just makes sense. And and I've had to use it and they'll send, you know, you, you get the, they give you a, a refund basically of your purchase of the, of the thing and to cover the cost of a replacement. Mm. So it's uh, it's really good. And so, yeah, I, I recommend these. The, my kids love them. They, they uh, constantly have them and uh, uh, they, they have less expensive ones and, um, and uh, like you can get uh, that don't have the, the uh, noise canceling, but uh, these are also, I guess, there's a newer version too. That's ten dollars more. The one the I'm going to link to is thirty five. Yeah, yeah. The 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 one I'm going to link to is for sixty bucks. There's a Q. That's the Q20. There's a Q20i. That's for seventy bucks. And then they also have renewed ones, so which mm. are even less expensive. Uh, you know, refurbs. So you know, check them out. Yeah, I have a high school age son who's who's used these for the past year, and they've. They've really been helpful. He has, uh, you know, an agreement with his school where when if he's taking a test or something, he can he can have these on and it just cuts out, you know, the noise of the class so he can focus. Right. And and um, yeah, they're not the most most durable things. We're looking to buy him a new pair for his birthday this year. But um, so that protection plan might might come in handy. But, uh, you know, if, if you're gentle with them, they're they're excellent headphones. Yeah. At the price. Yeah. And you can. And it looks like, you know, they can get a case, a hard case for them. Yeah. So they would be good for traveling, you know, because yeah, they're, they're cheaper, you know, they're on the lower end. You know, you're not talking, you know, the Bose, you know, $500 headphones exactly. that you're, you're yeah. afraid of breaking. You know, these are like, okay, well, 60 bucks that, that, that's the pits that it broke, but it's 60 bucks. Right. Or AirPods, you know, the pros, which have noise canceling, but they'll lose it. They'll lose one of them. Yep. Yeah. They will. It's just a fact. <laughs> so uh, one thing you also, uh, just as a tip. Uh, I got the tile stickers and I put a tile on my son's because they they're always in his bed, but I have to use the tile app to make it make the noise <laughs> yeah. to prove it that it's in his bed. 
It's like, Dad, yeah. can you do the tile to find? It's in your bed. No, I looked. I'm telling you, it's in your bed. I haven't even looked, and I know it's in your bed. So you uh, see that big pile of blankets? That's where it's yeah, at. I'm, exactly. I'm flashing back to all the years we had to remote alarm the uh, Amazon Fire tablets to find them under the bed or behind <laughs> the couch, and, like, several exactly. times a day. Yeah, exactly. I, so, I, yeah. I, I won't blame kids for that. I, I've had to do the "Where's my phone?" Oh, AG I do that. Yeah. Where's yeah. my phone? <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I do that. My wife and I are looking for our phones. Good. All right, so that does it for our picks of the week and our our discussion of our various topics. We'd love to hear your feedback on anything we've talked about today. You can do that by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord, where we have great conversations about each week's topics uh, after the show comes out. You can join us there. You'll find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at starquest.fm slash TEC218, Tech218. Remember to like each episode of Secrets of Tech on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter at sqpn, and make sure to leave us comments. We love to hear from you. Until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thank you, Dom. And Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. <laughs>